I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land in Los Angeles that we're recording on, the Keech, Shumash, and Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and also welcome any First Nations people listening to our podcast today. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Weirder together may be the only podcast you're going to listen to this week with absolutely no opinions on Barbenheimer. We have not seen Barbie. We have not seen Oppenheimer. We have nothing to say on the issue. I know. I think there's a frenzy because of the strike. It's as if these are the last two films that are ever coming out in the world. I mean, people are sort of... And it's summer movies. Everyone's excited. I love. I love the excitement. I love it. I love the movies. I love the summer movies. <laughs> we, we can speak generally to movies. Movies are great. Do you think Tom Cruise single-handedly uh, got people excited again to go out to the theaters when he said he would only put out what was it? Uh, not Mission Impossible. It was Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun. Yeah. Well, he was part of it. I mean, you know, there's all, all, all these old cranky white men like Christopher Nolan and Tom Cruise who are, we want our movies who are the determined theater. to be on the big screen who are like Philistines anti-streaming they in a way they you know in a way they're kind of like keeping the cause alive it is I'm psyched for Greta Gerwig to she's the made the most money out of all female directors or whatever and as we know maybe some people don't that there are so few female directors and old hollywood had way more female writers and directors in the Did old it really and, yeah female directors yeah wow what era 30s maybe 40s i don't know that the exact wild. history I've never yeah, heard that. yeah yeah and um gina davis does so much research and uh, you know if you want to learn it's really depressing how few female directors yeah what's are, her but... she has an institute right that does a lot of work yeah for Gina equality Davis. and representation yeah she's so cool but Greta Gerwig how cool is okay that? so let me ask you a question yeah put yourself in Greta Gerwig's shoes uh-huh. you've just released the biggest movie by a female director of all time what do you do next well it I think she no you no know, you, 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 oh, you. Me. what do you do next if you are Greta Gerwig Oh my god. what's your next move you, you've had... basically got every studio saying we'll make whatever you want to make next I do love that um, you must remember this podcast that people, I think, have tried to use the IP. Okay, so she'd do like some limited series. Based she on or that. me. I thought you said, what would I do next? I'm saying you are her. If you are oh, her. Oh, I'm, I'm her. Oh, that's what I was going to answer. And then you said, no, you. Well, you said she. I'm saying talking first person. What oh, would so you do I'm next? I'm playing the part. I'm, I'm so, role playing Yeah, you, this, is, this is some cosplay. This is Greta Gerwig cosplay. While everyone else is cosplaying in their pink going to see Barbie, I'm asking you to cosplay as the director. What's your next move? Well, it's always good to do, you know, what you know, but also you can do something that you don't know, I think. But like, for example, <laughs> Sofia Coppola doing yeah. Priscilla makes sense because it's a, wom- a young woman who's 
in this extra extraordinary love life world and and kind of standing out and special and um at 13 14 i don't know how old she was when she and elvis started dating yeah pretty young not that sophia was young dating but you know what i'm saying that kind of story but um you know something that resonates with her i think it's so cool that she got this big budget film barbie and she stayed true to kind of what interested her um i, I don't know i guess you just do what turns you on and of course the real winner of the barbie opening weekend is ptolemy slocum yeah. Who apparently has a line in the movie, our friend and neighbor down the road. He's so great. And um, he has I a line admire in it. And we haven't seen it, but we, so we can't, but we do know our daughter came home, Goldie came home and said, Ptolemy's in Barbie. So, I mean, he's so great because I always admired him when he would go up for a role. He would just like go for it the way, again, what he wanted to do. And, you know, whether they, they liked it or not, he just went for it. And I admire that because I've always been a people pleaser and sometimes I've just gone in thinking, what do they want to yeah, see? Yeah, Ptolemy, he was talking about that. He was saying for auditions, he assumes he's not going to get them. So at least he wants to leave the audition feeling that he's made himself happy with an interesting performance. You know, once I had an amazing audition with... Um, George from Seinfeld. Uh, Jason Alexander? Yes. Did you, you auditioned for yes. him or with him? Or? With him, possibly for him. I can't remember, but it was so fun. It was after Seinfeld. Um, and we were in an office with the couches and stuff. It was like a nice office. And he, during the audition, it was so funny. He said, let's get up. Let's, let's move around. And we were like jumping on couches and he was just like encouraging me to be like physical. You were, but you were reenacting the Tom Cruise Oprah interview. No, I was reenacting like um, great physical comedy from Seinfeld. Sorry. I don't, I'm, I, I'm just, you you just were not giving my joke any. No, I think that, that, that (laughs) it's so funny because that, that, that was not that I don't think Tom Cruise is, you know, misguided in his, religious beliefs i guess that's a religion but they kind of made more of that than it was not that he you know again i said misguided whatever but i think i was listening to the podcast you were wrong about or something and and they actually the way they edited it that and like put that whole story together he didn't really it wasn't as crazy as people the jumping on the couch i think it just got like put together in a way that looks like he was like losing his mind jumping up and down like more and more intensely but you know what i do remember a lot from that time is do you remember when um katie holmes wasn't in the interview with him and they put a camera he's like put a camera on her yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and she had so many she had a major herpes outbreak on her f- mouth humanizing and i think she was just so stressed like oh my god i'm marrying this guy can you imagine all the legal you'd have herpes or stress you'd be using you'd be using his lawyers that he's recommended you use to do the ndas and everything it's like it it just would have been that would have been a psychotic moment in someone's life yeah and if you were gonna have a herpes outbreak you should do it i i find those stories of the foibles and health issues of uh, these iconic celebrities to be humanizing. Yeah, for I, sure. I remember when that story was going around about, I don't know whether this is true, but there was a rumor going around, you know, when I was in my 20s that at a certain point, Stevie Nicks's uh, nose had collapsed from cocaine oh, use. Right. And she needed cocaine blown up her butt. Oh. And and I found that, I, I it endeared me to her just because <laughs> like I, I was like, I could sense her humanity. 
and did, her butthole. And I, but, who, I wonder who did it for her. Just sent one of her sort of the Mick, people Mick. around. Uh, so <laughs> wait, I, I was not planting this seed, but I have had an idea. If, if I was Greta Gerwig, do yes. you know the story I yeah, would tell? tell me. This is the story I would tell. I've just decided, it sounds like I've set myself up. I would tell the story of cousin Leah falling in the shower. Oh my god! Broke into eight parts. This is <laughs> this is so. Oh, no, oh, a pun. The the did she break her leg or her arm or her hip? What did she break? I think it was her leg. She broke her leg. The leg broke into eight parts, and the series is broken into eight parts. All right, let me tell this story. Just these are these are those. This is family lore. It's just You're that in she, Goldie, our kid. Sky Lee family lore right now. It's canon. Goldie was probably seven or something, and she overheard us. My mom came over, and she said we were on. They were on, She was on a little vacation with her cousins, and um, my and cousin Leah, who's around my mom's age, was your in, mom's cousin. My Leah. mom's cousin, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. my cousin, but you know, your second cousin, my, a second cousin of my mom. So she's whatever. They're older. Um, but not that old, but she slipped in the shower on this vacation and Leah broke her leg. So then uh, maybe a day later, Goldie said, can you tell me the story about Leah in the shower? And we were like, what? So we had to tell her this story. But a, a bedtime. A bedtime. And all the story was, was Leah was in a shower <laughs> and she slipped and broke her leg. And that was the whole story, but it captured Goldie's imagination as a little kid, and so and it became like, one of the she stories sort of, she'd ask for, and it was like just going to so, bed. Yeah, tell I, me the one about cousin Leah falling in the shower. And it was like such a some short, nothing story. But then we were telling our neighbor who had a littler kid. When, when we were saying God, this was a few years later, and we were like, you know, it was funny when we were Goldie laughing was little, about kids, yeah. funny things kids do. Yeah, and we said to our friend Daria. You know, we told her the story and her little kid Finn was listening. And, and then, he was about the age that Goldie had been at the time when he heard this. And I think to be, just to make Goldie feel better, she probably was younger than seven. She was like four or five. Yeah. yeah so yeah. anyway, cut to the next day, Daria said, oh my God, you, you will never guess what story Finn wants to hear <laughs> <laughs> about cousin Leah. But I think it's like kids love like interesting, like we have our friend Daphne, there's, they have a little kid and, and he's too little to watch like scary movies, but they have a book on Indiana Jones because, you know, less scary than watching. Because it's Pally's favorite story from when he was a kid. Yeah. Movie, yeah. And so, you know, Indiana Jones has the whips and things, but it's so cute because they're little kids. Big shouts, rude Pally. Yeah. Rude Pally. And their little kid asked Daphne, did you have a whip when you were little? Like, it's just so cute that kids get intrigued with like you know, kind of dangerous thing. Like falling in the shower and breaking like But he's obsessed with Indiana Jones. The other night, Daphne was telling us this story. The kids were asleep in bed as far as we knew. And suddenly this call from out in you know, the outer Upper reaches bedrooms. of the house came like, Mom, come in here. And or Dad, come in here. And then Pally went in Papai. and he came back. Papai. And he came in and, and we said, What did he want? And he said he he'd heard someone you say Indiana Jones and he wanted to know what they were talking about. <laughs> but with so if you're listening to this with your kids, because I know people do listen to podcasts like in the car, in the house. Let's and kids, tell you the story yeah, about Leah so you know it's true. Because you may have you if may you have a little wrong. kid, you may hear when you're tucking them into bed this tonight, they might say, goes. Tell me the story about cousin Leah falling so in the shower. Cousin Leah was in the shower and she slipped and broke her leg. That's the story. But what so Okay, and there's nothing yeah. else to it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But your kid will love it. And is she okay now? Yeah, totally recovered. And not never fallen again. It was I a one-off incident. Yeah. Tom Robbins, speaking of getting older, 
our dear friend, my collaborator. 91 years 91 old. 91 years old yesterday. Yeah. Unbelievable. And did you see that photo that Alexa posted of him with his birthday cake? He looks amazing uh, wearing his flesh. He's the best style. Yeah. He really has the best. I want him to be my stylist. Yeah, he's incredible. And he's, he's I so mean, cool. 91 years old. Anytime we email, there's always at least one sort of sexual innuendo about something going on in his life, about nurses that are visiting him or Pilates teachers. He's still so full of sort of just cheeky fire and zest for life. I feel it's so, so lucky to know him and his and his house up there in Washington is so it's like a the coolest museum. Yeah, he's got like war holes and And a collection you know, of old um like circus posters like, like circus he, freak show freak posters, show posters yeah. that are gigantic and really cool we were going to go up there in a month or so they're having a that the town has given him a tom robbins day and they're going to have a parade going through town or something but it sounds like it's going to be it's going to be as much as he can handle just like going on a parade through the town so hopefully we'll see him again soon yeah Talking about getting together parades at are exhausting when you're on them yes. i know because i've been i've, I've been in a parade have too. you yeah. i was in a parade in cairns <laughs> oh yeah not, not quite not the hollywood not christmas can, not can no no cairns but cairns but so happy birthday tom robbins we love you and uh, for anyone who doesn't know, me and Tom wrote a musical together called Beers for Beer that you can listen to the soundtrack it's really to good. on. Um, Sarah Silverman loves it. Yeah. Her, got, cause, well, her sister, her sister plays the lead role, yeah, Little Gracie. But it, it is good. It was, it, it was such an important project to me, and I still hope one day to, in some form, but I think a lot of people have these projects that kind of haunt them their whole life. Like um, Paul, what's his name? Who... Uh, you know who did Phantom of the Paradise? Williams. Um, Paul Williams wrote this amazing rock opera that they actually did make a movie of it, right? Phantom of the Paradise, yeah. yeah. But it was like, it didn't quite mm. click. It never got up on Broadway and it's like- Right. It's I mean, sort it's of more of a cult classic. Yeah, some of these things, these projects you have such high hopes for and they sort of haunt you your whole life, but it's almost the natural order of things. I know. My brother always wants to- I don't know if he wants to remake Phantom of the Paradise, but something. I think he wanted to do a live, like try and get it up on Broadway or something as a rock opera, which seems by the kind of crap they get up there, it seems like it wouldn't be that hard, but it's actually super hard to get a musical up. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. So much money my brother and limited did. theater space. My yeah, brother, he did. He got it to Broadway. He got the Go-Go's musical. And uh, you, did, uh, you did ask... Your brother Donovan Leach to come on the pod. Has he next responded? Week. He has not responded, but we are hopeful that it's going to happen. So yeah, because the stories, the stories, the stories. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you ever had a job other than busking and... Being a musician? Mm, no. When I was 14 or 15, I applied for a job at KFC. Mm -hmm. And I got it, but I didn't take the job. 
So uh, it's not like a restaurant roundup here. No, I've never. I, I have you. I was a CIT at a Jewish camp in Griffith Park. Oh yeah, and that's how I know those songs like Modani Lifanecha. <laughs> yeah, there's no visuals right now, so you can't see Ioni doing a little Smurf marching dance. While she's it was doing really it. funny, though, because there was a little boy, Isaac, I think, who was redheaded, little cutie pie. And the counselors told the CITs, which means counselor in training, uh, we that's can't. Some, that's some hip Hebrew camp lingo, if you're not aware. Just regular or Hebrew. I love that I refer to Hebrew as not regular. See how the. the, the that's Jewish internalized anti-Semitism. Internalized anti-Semitism. Um, but we were babying and loving this little Isaac who was such a cutie pie. And the counselor's like, you can't favor Isaac. There are other children. But he was so, he was probably like you were as a little kid. Everyone just wanted to, that's how I view you. Because you're still a dynamic person. You're probably like. I think I was an adorable little guy. It's <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> um, I have a question from a listener that I actually didn't. Oh, his name is Ruffin. This guy. It's not the Ruffin from New Orleans that we know. It's just his name's Ruffin. Wow. He says, hi, Ben and Ioni. Loving all your podcasts, guys. I'm traveling from Perth on a solo trip to celebrate my 50th in September. I'll be in LA from the 15th to 18th, staying in the Hollywood Hills. And I'd love it if you could recommend a funky bar slash restaurant slash gig to check out while I'm there. I'm open to absolutely anything. Cheers, guys. Hugs from down under. So what recommendations do I don't, we have I don't want to, to give, I don't want to give away the the bar Karis found. Okay. So but, you're, you're, you're going to withhold from Ruffin? Yeah. That's where we're starting. <laughs> I, let's start with gigs. Let's start with gigs then. If you, I would go to a gig at Largo. There's yes. basically any night of the week, whatever yeah. you can get tickets to is going to be something great. I know. And then for music, I would hop on the Sid the Cat mailing list and they do all the cool sort of indie shows around town. And you'll be able to see whatever's going on and it's going to be probably really good. As far as restaurants, what do we like? What's like some iconic LA? Well, Musso and Frank's. Musso and Frank's, get a steak and fries and a martini. Casa Vega, go sit in the pitch black and order some Mexican food and see if you can see Slash. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, Pache is kind of vibey Pache for that. and Laurel Canyon. Um, Jar, for, go hang out with all the poog hags at Jar. Uh, you know, Cantor's. Cantor's classic, sit underneath the Guns N' Roses portrait on Fairfax. Um, I would say, oh, Rafi's for really good oh, Persian. Oh, Rafi's Persian in Glendale. That's pretty good. That's a bunch. And then what about, but what about bars? What if he just wants to go have a drink somewhere? Um, I think a good bar... I don't know. What's a good bar? Well, you can go and have a drink sitting in the lobby of the Chateau Marmont. Oh, People yeah. tend to think that like you're going to get bounced out of it, but unless they've got a private event, you can go it's have It's kind of how you walk in, though. you got to walk in with some confidence. you got to walk in like a rich kid of a sort of, uh, like a family you don't know exactly where they're from, but you can tell that they're they're rich. Like we went there the other day for a goodbye coffee with uh, Kate and- uh, and there was like these three spoiled, rotten, rich-looking kids that kind in of, our family. <laughs> no, well, we're always the loudest people there. I mean, not that we go a lot, but I always feel. But like, then we saw Mickey Rourke. There. But you know yeah. what? Was what? that Mickey Rourke? That was definitely Mickey. He Rourke. looks amazing. 
I mean, whatever your definition listen, of the word amazing listen. is, he looks like Mickey Rock. Listen, though, he was so smiley and sweet, but he. Looks, but I think that's surgically done. I think he's like <laughs> it's like the Joker. You know? No, but like his arms looked really young. I'm preoccupied now with like my hands and sort of like as you age you first know, like look at your face and of course like your body how is it holding up like as far as muscles and this and that and the face is it like sagging wrinkling but then I, now I'm focusing on like my hands and the quality of my skin on my body and but his arms looked really not that young is important but it's a you know in LA and in the world now it seems like everyone's obsessed with youth. Whatever, Look, it's, but... it's an indicator that you're most likely not going to die today, which is. But reassuring. I guess when he first, that's what happens when the first the outliers. No, not the outliers. The the pioneers um, pioneers of of plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. <laughs> Mickey Rourke and maybe Nicole. The pioneers Kidman. of plastic surgery. That's a good reality show. Yes. So, but at first it was like what. And then after a while, either we got used to it or it sort of settles in. I mean, I wouldn't say it settled in, but I loved he and the girl he was with. And then a friend came who looked just as bizarre. Well, they were all dressed. In, how would you describe Mickey Rourke's style? Well, it's he had like, shirt. He had a cutoff shirt, you know, not cut off. His arms were, you know. Those, it's like Steven Tyler meets Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes, very Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Um, but I, I was... Happy to see, I don't know why I was happy to see him, but I was. I mean, yeah, me too. Anyway, so Chateau, you can have a drink there. Um, trying to think where else. I mean, you can have a drink at the bar at Horses. You can go to. I don't know. We rarely go for somewhere to just have a drink. I mean, right? oh, old, the Cara Hotel is kind of a fun yeah. bar to go have a drink at, and they have sort of good. The old there. rustic inn, if you want something in a mini mall. Now, I like that you've added the word "old" in there. It's actually just <laughs> "ye huh? rustic." They are not. They're not pushing. The old thing is implied. Yeah, in the font. In the font. Old the font timey, is yeah. Old timey. I we, wonder if the people who named it and and. Just, just did the decor and the branding of Ye Rustic. The same again. people that did the Saddle Ranch, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like that Knott's Berry Farm trying to be something, but it's it's faux. Can or... we talk about our evening at Ye Rustic the other night? That was kind of fun. Yeah, I don't it was, see why not. Okay. <laughs> we had, we had, there was goodbye drinks for our dear friends, Alex Leahy and Sophie Payton, who's Gordy. They've been in LA for a few months and they're going back to Melb's. Yeah. Back to Melbourne. And this was an assembly of, look, I'd say we're talking, eight, pushing 85% Australian lesbians. Yeah. And then a smattering of allies, of which I would include myself. I don't know, actually, I, I could either fall into the Australian lesbians or the allies category. You know, I'll go either Yeah, way. you don't fall into that men who look like lesbians, but you men who you know, feel like lesbians but perhaps that was, inside. It was really great. And I, I don't want to uh, let, uh, what do you call it? I don't want to uh, steal their thunder, but I was very excited to hear Alex and Sophie talking about a little entrepreneurial and, uh, you know, a little industry move they're planning to make. And that was pretty exciting. That makes me think of another place to have a, a glass of wine and a little salad or whatever they have there at... Uh, Stir crazy. Oh, stir crazy. Yeah, that's right. Go to stir crazy, um, Ruffin. But the the other the, the standout moment, I think, from and apparently we missed afterwards. Alex and Sophie and Georgia Mac and a bunch of people went and L um from Woods went to a fire station. I don't know. I saw a bunch of photos with of them with firemen in front of a fire truck after. So I think we missed 
something pretty exciting. That's adorable. But, but I the, feel like Georgia <laughs> Mac should definitely date a fireman. Oh, I would love. Alexi Wasser dated a fireman. Yeah, there is something. There's like it's a real Sex in the City move. I it's know. Like, there's nothing more macho than a fireman. I think. I just. But my mom, as a kid, said they were racist. All of them. I don't it's know. A bold statement. I know. Right. Wait, when your mom was a kid, she no, said that. No, when I was a kid, she told me that, and she I said, "I only sky. My... There's one important lesson <laughs> to remember in life: all firemen are racist." She ruined my because I have such a sweet, like all American memory of. I grew up near Beechwood, up in the Hollywood Hills, in the foothills of Hollywood Hills, and there was a fire station, of course, there, as there are in every neighborhood. And my brother literally one day took me in a wagon of like four or five blocks to the fire station to look at the fire trucks when I was little. And it's such a like Norman Rockwell image. And I was so happy Aww. that my big brother, he also- We got to talk about this on the pod next oh, week. yeah. And also, <laughs> this is another thing I want to remember is that I was one of the last to see Star Wars in the theater. And he said, come on. It was like almost embarrassing. I'm going to take you. And he took me as a little kid to see Star Wars. Because he viewed it as- upon his shoulders to give you the cultural education you would need to not be a total loser. Yes. And yeah. it just was like, just, he just, it was sweet. He didn't want me to be left out. And maybe it was just like embarrassing to have someone and not see. Yeah. I think what you said, what, <laughs> what he said. As we were leaving E Rustic in the other night, we met a couple members from G Flip's band, um, who came out and introduced himself. And one of them, his name was Scuba Steve. And I said, Demo, do you scuba dive? And he said, I can't swim. Do you think he's ever said that before? Oh, it was his tagline. It's his tagline. It's his, on his Instagram bio. Scuba Steve. Link in bio. Can't swim. We should talk about deep faith. Oh. Because deep faith, uh, today's a big day for deep faith. There, so I... Listen, when I was in Sydney, we went to this event and this- At the Powerhouse Museum. Yeah. And I just had weird off-brand Botox and had a weird reaction where I felt insane and sick. And- um, <laughs> that, that does, weirdly, that does actually set this up pretty well. And, but there were these, this, these people doing like a kind of performance piece, like video art and music, and it was amazing. And all these projections on the wall of stuff they'd made. And, and I just fell in love. And, and you music. are so good at seizing the moment. And so Byron Spencer, who's part of Deep Faith, is also a photographer and a video artist and an artist and a musician and an adorable and sexy guy. And he, anyway, he's... Anyway, he ended up doing my whole campaign for I'm Fun. Yeah. The videos, the album cover, all the socials, like that really poppy collage magazine kind of stuff. And I it's just, just like, it's, like, it's bizarre that they're not, like they're, I thought they were already massive and they kind of are in their own way, but it's like Lady Gaga the day before everyone knew who Lady Gaga was. Like, I kind of feel like, it's sort of, you never, I don't think we'll remember them not being like this big, massive thing, but maybe I'm delusional. Well, I think it's so, it's so sophisticated that when you see something so sophisticated, you assume that it's, I don't know, everyone recognizes it, but they're still being discovered. But so they, they have a band called Deep Faith. And but he does major campaigns. Oh, yeah, he on his own. He just did like Byron. Lady Gaga and whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. whatever. He's, he's, I'm like his parent. He's doing very well. Yeah, but I mean, as a band, as a band, the band oh, Deep right. Faith have yet oh to God. rise really into public consciousness. But so 
today. Yes. Weirder Together is releasing. Well, actually, it's tomorrow. Uh, so you'll be able to see this video tomorrow. But we're releasing their single called King of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And <laughs> now, Ioni's guy is someone who has a deep-rooted history with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think I should leave it to you to describe what this single and what this video is. Because it's well, unbelievable. It's, it's the best. It's like Byron Spencer is so sophisticated and he has such an amazing mind. Like Harmony Corinne or something. You know, just a great mind. Or or like, I guess I'm just getting into Lana Del Rey. I guess she has a great mind. Um, anyway, he does. And so it's, uh, it's an AI at its best, the way it should be used by an artist. Because it's not a deep or, fake. It's not like you don't no. look at it and go... Oh, that's the actual person. It's clearly a computer rendering. Yeah, it's yeah, right. sort of it's sort of like Jason Walliner, Wallenberg. Walliner. Never, you can call him Walliner. Yeah, I said it right the you first did. time, and then, and then I yourself. second guess myself. It's just people using it. Also, AI could be used also to help the world and all of that. Yeah, but it's just using AI creatively. So it's it's an AI version of Snoop Dogg, his voice and visually, and and it's and singing a song. And he programmed him to sing a song about Anthony Kiedis, and the visuals and the lyrics are unbelievable. And it's so and it's kind of like thrash techno music. Yeah, and so what Snoop comes up in what his lyrics are about Anthony Kiedis are so great, and I do think Snoop and Anthony Kiedis before this gets taken down would be flattered both of them and what i like it, yeah, it's ahead. like who snoop and anthony kiedis also that's the stroke of genius thinking of mashing those two up it's a great mashup yeah and they both uh i'm sure admire one another and it's it's very flattering to both of them but it's also genius and 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 comedic but not making fun of comedic and it just came out because byron has that bippity boppity boo like that special magic touch magic touch that any little video he makes, anything, it could be a simple, simple idea. And it just has this, this just, you know, special thing to it that makes it art. Absolutely. And, and so it's just really enjoyable and kind of mesmerizing. And yeah, I, I think that it's because AI is sort of a contentious issue, particularly, you know, where we live in Hollywood and with the strike and everything. I think what's really important is that this isn't like the Drake weekend thing that is trying to create a it's like not cynical. It, and it's, it's not an it's not meant to be an imitation no. of the real thing to confuse the listener. It's yeah. more like an Andy Warhol yeah. collage art type thing. In fact, Byron, I asked him for a quote about AI. Because yeah. I was interested in hearing what he said about it. Because I, I do think there are people that are gonna come for this and go, it's unethical and all this stuff. And this was his quote he sent me. Using AI as a creative tool is an exhilarating experience for me, as it feels like delving into a technological underworld where chance and magic intertwine to ignite further imagination and inspire. I see it as a new tool. I feel although people are apprehensive about technology at the moment, I also think in these times comes an opportunity for honest reflection with humans to acknowledge the technological concrete jungle we've all devoured and partaken in. What did we expect? Perhaps surrealness and psychedelia is an exciting thing moving forward. Have faith and be honest to your relationship with the modern technological world. Isn't that cool? So nice. What is the thing I'm thinking about with that Andy Warhol thing that happened with the... Well, there's a... It all is part of the same conversation about um, IP and consent and, you know, that he was using... He got consent to make one print of something and then if... 
um, he used a the photographer who took the original photograph. Oh, right. We're saying he should be compensated or she should be compensated. So look, all of these all of these arguments are going to be had, but for the moment, we just saw our friend making something fucking amazing, yeah. hilarious, and we were like, we want to help put this out into and the world. And also not going to make a cent from it, and it's not <laughs> un- true. It's not unflattering. Remember that thing, the puppet show they had about the queen all back in the 80s, like the satire? It was like making fun of the royal family. I don't remember the Harry Potter one. Yeah, this was, you know, decades before yeah. or whatever, but it's, um, it, it's sort of like taking the piss, like satire is allowed. It's just that sort of, but taking someone's voice like Sarah Silverman and using it for ads and making money and, you know, that's not cool, obviously. I, before, I guess we'll wrap up the app and we'll end with King of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, baby. So the music is one thing. I would say check our socials tomorrow and watch the video because you kind of got to see it too. But the music is really special. There's a cheekiness to it that is so pure. Yeah, it's pure pure. cheeky and it's... uh... It's a good one. We got a very special guest coming up on Friday's episode, Mr. Charles Fleischer, who we referred to on the last episode, and he uh, he we he reached out, and we're going to have him in. So anyway, uh, beautiful babies, a, beautiful babies, have a great week, and uh, this is Deep Faith with King of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yo, it's your boy Snoop D-O-Double-G Here to tell a story about a man you need to see Anthony Key, is the Red Hot Chili Peppers King Walk around LA, doing his thing He's buying groceries, name's done Living life, always been fun Anthony Key, this man with the vibe Moves in LA, they ain't alive Moves in LA, they ain't alive He's walking down the street, people stop and stare Cause they know this ain't something where The man with the moves, the man with the groove He got everything under control, nothing to prove He's buying groceries, nails done, living life, always been fun Anthony Kiedis, man with the vibe Moves in LA, they ain't alive Moves in LA, they ain't alive They ain't alive Heading up the store, getting all his goods It's got the best taste like only a legend would And then he's off to the salon getting his nails done Cause he's got five for days, he's sick in the love Sick in the stopping the love He's buying groceries, getting his nails done Loving his life like it's always been fun And for me key is the man with the vine Making moves in the world, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. So there you have it, story of the man who's always doing his thing with the ultimate plan. And Pony Kiedis, the king of the town, walking around LA, never slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. Anthony Key, this the Red Hot Chili Peppers King.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.